When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody? Hope you guys are doing well. Welcome back. This February 21st. Uh, MLS is back. This is the first week MLS is back. The MLS tweeted about the emojis. The emojis are back. So, you know, that starts, that's the, that gets things going. Um, so, we're here at the first of minutes. We're going to talk about the LA Galaxy. Um, let me introduce my guests. We have Damian Cancun back with us. And we also got Mike Gray uh, from El Trafico as well. Damian, I'm going to start with you. How you been, Damian? Been all right. Just getting ready for an onslaught of soccer we have in Southern California, Galaxy. Um, Angel City SC is coming on board here next month, their first game. So I'm just getting ready for a long season of soccer here. Yeah, man, you do a lot. You don't just cover just soccer. You're at the high school games. I see you just covering the city ball, basketball, football, the soccer games. You're everywhere, man. You're definitely, yeah, you you're definitely killing it when it comes to like sports in Southern California. Yeah, you got to stay busy. That's That's my motto. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Mike, how you doing? I see I see you don't got the hat this time. You're letting down the locks. Talk, talk to me. How, how was your weekend? Well, I finally got myself a decent haircut, so I'm excited. Uh, I'm good. I'm great. I'm wonderful. I'm excited about the season. I feel like the off season lasted for about five days. But despite that, I'm in a really good mood. I'm excited to see what's in store for the season. So buckle up and let's enjoy the ride. Yeah, let's definitely enjoy the ride. I'm excited, man. Whenever, whenever it's this time back again, I know it was a shortened off season, but there's so much going on. A lot of moves for the LA Galaxy. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about this past week, and obviously, uh, LA Galaxy had tied against uh, DC United. Uh, I know you guys were there. Uh, talk to me about the preseason game, uh, Damien. I know it's preseason, uh, but it's a week away from from their action. About a week away from their the the home opener. Uh, what What did you like about the preseason game? What did you see? Um, this was the first, well, maybe my second or third preseason game, and um, two-two draw. Uh, even Vanny said it wasn't their best performance. Um, they gave up both goal, both goals off of set pieces. Um, he said they didn't. They actually didn't practice set pieces during the week because they had so many guys. They played a midweek game and had so many guys and different, um, you know, different things. Um, they did. He said they looked a bit, a bit disjointed, and I would, I would agree with that. Um, but you know, they found Chicharito for two goals. Um, they, they showed some flashes of getting forward, uh, when Araujo came on in the second half, uh, they sort of looked, looked a little settled when, as, as he got on there, but you never, I, I mean, I don't know how much coaches really put into preseason. I mean, the galaxy won four games. Um, I guess it's better to win them than to lose them. Gives them confidence going into the, into the season. But you know, we'll see. We'll see if they can carry on. You know, four wins in the preseason. If they can carry that on, uh, starting Sunday here. Yeah, that's always, that's always been. You can only you can only take so much of a preseason, right? Whether it's good or bad. Obviously, the big test is this Sunday. 
Um, uh, Mike, what what did you like? What did you take? What did you take away from uh, from this preseason and uh, from the weekend this from the game this past weekend? Well, clearly, uh, LA's transition play has improved greatly. Uh, Marky Delgado. In hindsight, now we're starting to see how Sebastian Legette wasn't really the answer versus Marky Delgado, who he's almost like a metronome, how he's just one touch, one touch, so automatic. So the offense is actually a bit more dynamic than it was last year. Um, Kevin Cabral, he's on a completely different level this year. Um, He's been scoring. He's been active. I remember at one point versus D.C., um, he had a great play where he was just hustling, and he actually blocked uh, the goalkeeper, Bill Hamid, blocked his clearance, and it was actually a really fantastic play because the ball actually stayed uh, stayed in, uh, in the field for a throw-in. And then a few minutes later, he's gliding down the sidelines. He just plays this, sprays this perfect, uh, you know, uh, cross. And it only took a well-placed header to stop someone, uh, the defender from uh, – you know, letting it get to grants here. So Cabal's on another level. Pichurito's obviously firing on all cylinders. Uh, I think that, you know, his 2020 form, uh, that was the original, that was the first year of COVID. Uh, he had broke up with his fiance, his wife. Yeah, we don't we don't we don't need we already know the story. We don't we don't need it. We don't know go that we don't need to go that far back. We don't need to well, go that all far I'm back. saying is that Pichurito, I mean, it's just funny how bad that season was for him, but Agreed. clearly I think that he can produce an MLS. I don't think it's a question mark. It's just a matter of how uh whether he can stay fit uh fit for the entire season. Yeah, that that, that 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 I would agree on that as well. Uh I think he's proven last season. <laughs> Um, there's no, I don't think there's any questions about Chicharito's, um, physical play, what he can produce on the field is, is how long he he can actually stay on the field, which is going to be very interesting. I think very important for Chicharito and the LA galaxy, um, big game this weekend against NYCFC, you know, the MLS, the reigning MLS champions, uh, it's going to be a big test because that that's what I think if you're the LA galaxy, that's what you want. You want big tests in the beginning, and this is a, a big test. Um, going into this game, Damien, what what are your thoughts about the LA Galaxy? What are your thoughts, obviously, against this matchup? Because we know it's not going to be easy. We know both sides are going to come out strong. But what do you what do you like? What are you liking to see this this weekend from the other Galaxy? Well, if I'm the Galaxy as of um, as of Saturday, I would be a bit concerned because of the um, I guess the injuries that are lurking on the um, the back line. Um, Derek Williams hasn't played all preseason. I guess he was getting close to back to practice. I think started this week, maybe. Uh, Sega Kulabali went down with like a he fell on his shoulder. Uh, I think in the second half, um, and Greg said he didn't know if it was an elbow or shoulder injury, so they're not sure about his availability. Um, who else? Uh, Julian Araujo, his forty-five minutes Sunday Saturday was his first forty-five with the first team, really. Because um, he was way he was way with Mexico, and then you know Kevin Leardam and Mark and um, Raheem Edwards. Sorry about that. Sort of took out those outside back spots while Julian was a rep was away. Um, Jorge Villafania did play Saturday. Um, it, the center back pairing was Koulibaly and Nick Dupuis. Uh, so we don't know what's going to happen there. As you, everybody know, Eric Zavaleta was has been in. He was actually on the field like doing like jogging, running. Um, they haven't made a final decision on him yet, so we'll see what happens there. But the Galaxy could be, you know, a little thin on the back line right now. I mean, it's early in the week, and they got an extra day. They don't play until Sunday. 
So we'll keep all eyes on that, how that progresses going forward. And and New York actually plays midweek. They're playing their their Champions League game. Actually, at the Bank of California. At the Bank of California. That's yeah. that's that, that's so true. I for, I forgot about that because yeah. So they're they're gonna have uh, a tough test even before they play the, the LA Galaxy. I'm I'm glad, I'm glad you made that point. Yeah, I'm very interested because they're they're gonna have. I'm not gonna say it's not even a warm up game. It's an actual game game. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big, maybe even bigger game. I think to them maybe bigger game than the than the season opener. But but it's gonna be a great test for them. But yeah, you're also gonna wonder because they're gonna have to go all out uh, on Wednesday because it's the Concacaf, and then you only got so many days until Sunday. So I wonder how how their legs will be um, by Sunday. That could potentially be a benefit for the LA Galaxy. Or it could be a disadvantage because yeah, the NYCFC could have uh, some rhythm. And it's it's a home and home where they don't they don't have a home game. I mean, they're playing their home game in LA, and then they got to travel. And so it's like it's, it's sort of sort of like a weird situation they're in. Um, so we'll, yeah, we'll see how how they how they go through Wednesday and, and um, how they look on Sunday. Yeah, the inc- the intricacies of the MLS when you play in a baseball stadium that I don't believe I for myself I don't believe is is uh oh, the reason why they can't play in their own stadium I I think someone can fact check me is because Concacaf I believe said that their stadium does not FIFA or Concacaf uh, regulations in the field or whatever I think that's the thing that's why they can't play there and I think that that's the thing I think and I think some people were throwing shade at Don Garber. Because you, I don't know. When you see that field on TV, it, to me, it's like it doesn't look like it. I've, I've been to Yankee Stadium, but I've never been there for an NYCFC game. Um, you figure they're hopefully get they're able to get a, a a soccer stadium for themselves. But look, that's that's another point for another thing. I'm going off on a tangent. Uh, Tony Toscano, he says, I'm big fan of your work, Damien. So you got a fan in here, Damien. Got one. Yeah. You got one. There you go. You got to start with. You got to start somewhere, right? There you go. Yeah, uh, Mike, let, let's talk about, obviously, the expectations for the year for the LA Galaxy. You've been covering this team a lot. If I just ask you that, what 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 automatically comes to your head when you talk about expectations for 2022 LA Galaxy? Uh, playoffs. I mean, I know that might be a bit of a plain vanilla answer, but uh, if you look at the West and you look at the standings, with maybe the exception of Sporting Kansas City, who lost Alan Polito, uh, their number nine, to an injury. He's out all year. They already replaced him, by the way. But um, with the exception of him, I don't, I don't see any teams in the West dropping off. And you have to remember Nashville is in the East – or excuse me, they're, now they're in the West this year. So uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough. Uh, I, I think that they need to make the playoffs just sort of as a baseline. And then also what's very interesting is this is – in many ways, a last hurrah. This is going to be Chris Klein's last last year of his contract, Dan Beckerman's last year of his contract. Uh, they need this project to continue, or else they're just going to, or else everything is just going to be like thrown away, and they're going to rebuild with some new president, some new general manager, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's funny. I think about Julian Araujo and there's been this debate, you know, is he going to be sold? Is he waiting till the summer? I don't think that the Galaxy are thinking that far ahead because, all right, say you're going to sell Julian Araujo in the summer. You would replace him ideally with a U- U22 initial player. Uh, between Greg Vanny, Chris Klein, and Jovan Krosky, do you guys honestly think that they have a U22 player lined up or do they think they have an adequate replacement? I think that, you know, with Raul, everything I've heard says that they're not entertaining offers, but, you know, and this is just a theory that I'm throwing out there, but I think that 
they have no plan to get rid of him before the summer. And it's just going to be, they're just going to hold on to him to the end of the year and just see what happens. So, um, yeah, I do think that with the Galaxy, they need this year to count. They don't need to win MLS Cup, but they need to make the playoffs. They need their French players to perform. And, you know, in terms of continuity, uh, it's been adequate. Kevin Cabal's obviously done great. Sega Kobali has obviously been a giant question mark and then we have players like Barbellison and Derek Williams you know uh, it's the jury's still on how much of an impact they're going to have with this team so uh yeah I know it's a like I said it's a it's kind of a boring answer uh you know but I don't think that they're going to win in last cup I do think that they need to have some sort of continuity and some sort of hope going into year three that you know can Vanny get the job done if if they don't make the playoffs this year, I don't see that project continuing. But I mean, yeah, I think you make an interesting point on the last hurrah. I mean, not just the front office names, but also the players, right? Uh, Chicharito, you don't know what's going to happen after this season, right? He's, he's, he's come on. Uh, I think he's talking about, you know, wanting to win a championship. And obviously he's mentioned that this year as well. And I think I think the the big thing for them, right, is like they're even though they're, they're in the second year with Greg Vanny, Obviously, this team's more mature. The some of the pieces they've added from what we've seen in preseasons looks like okay, they're going to be uh, bigger assets uh, in this 2022 season. But I also I also wonder, um, right, right, because it's a playoffs. You have to make the playoffs, right? I think I think that I think that's uh, I think that's that's automatic. Should be automatic. But when you have these type of big names, Douglas Costa. You know Chicharito, and obviously we expect Cabral to to play like uh, he's been playing the preseason. I think they have to make a deep run, right? Like, and you're right. Look, the the, the Western Conference is pretty stacked. Yeah, you even had Nashville there, but I, I don't I don't think I think anything short of a, a a long postseason run. And also, I think not just that they got to finish somewhere top four, top five, because top four you you get the home field advantage. And I think a lot those a lot of the intricacies there. Uh, Damien, I'm gonna ask you what what are your expectations from the LA Galaxy uh as of today? Man, I, I hate making predictions ahead of a season because this league is so unpredictable. Um I think the key for them will be con- consistency. Can they find it um throughout the year? Um uh, you're not gonna win every game, we know that. But last year's team, I'm not sure how many draw how many draws they finished with, but there were a time when they were just getting they were, they were either win or loss. For like maybe I don't know two months there, nothing but wins and losses, um, and a, a lot's going to depend on Cabral, um, Douglas Costa. Um, hopefully, he has his visa straightened out for Sunday, but um, we'll see about that. And Vanny said it like at least two or three times this preseason: if they defend, they're going to be a good team. Now that goes into you look at the, the back line and, and what's going on right now. Um, so we'll see. If they if they defend, they will be a good team. But that's a big if, as we've seen the last couple of years. Um, they've just yeah. they've so many goals, and it's only so much that Bond can do back there when you know teams are getting, you know, ex- the teams are just getting free run of the midfield and they're just firing off shots there. So I still beginning the season a work in progress. I still think they're missing something in the midfield, um, and then we'll see how the season progresses. But what what would you say is it is it a deep run of playoff? Is it making to the MLS Cup? What what would you say now? No, no, what we know now. Look, there's there's no right or wrong answer, but this is what we well, need I, early I think, season. 
I thought they were a playoff team last year. Today. <laughs> I think we all did. I think we all did. Yeah. We weren't wrong. Exactly. We, we all were. Yeah. I think this, if, if, if they can show up the back line, um, whatever piece is coming probably in the summer, I think this is a playoff team. If Chichito is – He's in. He, we talked. We talked to him a couple of days ago through the, you know, through through the league, and he seems to be in a great state of mind. Um, he said he's motivated. They're motivated off that loss last year, the last game of the year when they, you know, fell out of the playoffs in the last game of the year. So if they, if if all that comes together, I think it's just a playoff team. Yeah. No, I, I would agree. I, I I think I think I'll be a little bit more aggressive. I think I, I want them to, to make a playoff, uh, deep playoff run, whatever that means. Um, they got they got to make they got to do something serious. Uh, yeah, because... but like like Mike said, the West is so difficult, man. Throwing Nashville in there, it's gonna right, be... but if they want to be a deep championship team, they 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 got to prove it this year, right? There's 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 no. I think to me, there's no when you have this this type of. Uh, big names right regardless of what their age uh you know i, I think and, and and a head coach as well that is, that is very well respected it, it is, has won an mls cup uh i don't i don't think that's far off i think winning an mls cup and saying that as an expectation i think that's a whole nother story because we we got to see them right i think so many things go into play you got to be healthy you got to you know, you, luck has to be in your also some some type of luck has to be in your side. Your players don't get injured, the back line, right? Everything kind of has to fall into place. But we'll see. I think Mikey, you had something else you wanted to add. Yeah, um, I had one tangent I wanted to go on. Um, we keep talking about LA and it's the Galaxy and this big club and five stars, and you know, um, the Galaxy spent just over twenty million dollars on payroll last year. The, the highest team in the league, right? Mm, now before they signed Douglas Costa, so you know that's only going to go up. If you look at the Galaxy's value of their players on transfer market, they're eighth in the league. So you're spending the most money more than any other team in the league, and transfer you go to transfer market, and uh, we're eighth. So what does that tell you? That tells you as a trend. That tells you that the spending isn't. They're not getting good value for money, and so Chris Klein and Jovan Krosky, you know. The only complaints, uh, more more than anything else, when I hear about Benny complaining, it's about the players that he bought. But you know, it's not realistic for him to be a manager and a GM. That that responsibility has to fall on somebody. And mm. at the end of the day, it falls on Chris Klein and Jovan Krosky. And again, the, the numbers speak for themselves. They apparently they have the eighth best team in the league in terms of what everyone else, how everyone else in the world values the players on the galaxy. So we have to take the expectations of LA and five stars and original LA team and all that. And we have to temper them with reality, which is that until Chris Klein and Yelvan Krusker are out of that office, I don't think the galaxy are going to be able to claim that they have an elite uh, team in, or an elite club in terms of bringing in players and scouting and et cetera. So I mean, you, so you see this more as a, like a front office kind of dilemma kind of long-term that's, that's been going on is, is kind of what I'm seeing, what, what I'm hearing. Well, you know, yeah, but I, I do appreciate that Vanny's done a good job of, I mean, Chicharito wasn't his guy, but he's managed to take a, you know, a pass regime, which was Chicharito, his idea of, you know, acquiring all, uh, what he considered was undervalued French talent with all these players, and he's making it work. And I think that speaks to Greg Vanny's coaching ability. I think that, again, uh, you know, I think a lesser coach would struggle mightily with the pieces that he has. Uh, you know, it's 
I think that Greg Vanny has proven himself with his record in the past, but again, in the past, he also happened to have uh, Tim Pespajenko, who goes to Columbus, wins the title with them uh, as their GM. So, you know. Uh, Look, I, 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 I'm agreeing with everything you say. That's why I feel the, the Dennis to close, uh, him moving on. I think, I think, but I also think Greg Vanny wanted, wanted this role. He wanted both roles, you know? So it's, I, I agree with your point, but I think Greg Vanny, Greg Vanny is that ambitious and he wanted full control to actually build the type of team he wants. And there's no, well, look, if the Gal- LA Galaxy do great, th- this is on Greg Vanny, right? You can praise some of the front office, but if Greg Vanny and the LA Galaxy do poorly, then we look at Greg Vanny and somewhat of the front office, right? Because this is this is what Greg Vanny wants, and I think he's bringing in the players he wants. Uh, you know, Douglas Costa. I think it's a, to me it's a surprise, but like uh, if he's able to stay healthy, it's a big high risk, uh, high reward type of player. And I think he 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 he's swinging for the fences because he has some type of foundation that he built last 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 year. Now he's. He, he to him Douglas Costa may be the missing piece, and I uh, and I just want to see how it all plays out because it's uh because of how ambitious and everything he, he's talked about most of the most of the that I think with Greg Vandy the idea is right now it's like can the players and everything produce right I think last season there maybe a couple games you could put on Greg Vandy but he he's also very um what's the word he's very transparent. When 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 things go on, you never. I, I, when I listen to the press conference, I never feel like, oh, okay, you know, he he, he wasn't clear about that or anything, or anything like that. Um, I do want to get into one more comment. Francis Francisco Felix says he said yes, it was as hard, but Galaxy has has a team to to win something. On paper, this team is so good, but we have to see it on the pitch. Um, yeah, I, I would I would agree on that. Um, I want to let's I want to talk about expectations, individual expectations. Uh, Damien, I'm gonna start with you. Let's talk. Let's talk about uh, Chicharito. Um, we, when we talk about Chicharito, right? We know the, the 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 type of season he had last year. We know how he last year. He said he had he had a, he had a debt to pay to the other Galaxy fans and everything. I think he paid off that debt. Obviously, the next step is, is winning a, a championship, and that like we've been talking about, that's a whole a whole another thing to do. But I, I think what a player like Chicharito, what he was able to do last year. Uh, I, I think well, it was very impressive, and you could only imagine what what Chicharito would have been able to do with the full season if he was healthy. But let's talk about expectations. I think he scored what fifteen, sixteen goals, seventeen goals. I, f- I forgot the number. Um, maybe the chat people can correct me uh, unless you guys know it. But what what would you put a, if you had to put a number for Chicharito's goals this season? If he's let's say he's healthy, let's be hypothetical. He's healthy all year. What are what are your goals for Chicharito this season? Uh, if he's healthy all year, you're looking at 17, 20, probably, and you know, contending for a Golden Boot. Um, and he's always said that you know, if if he doesn't score, but the team wins and wins the championship, he's perfectly fine with that. But I'm pretty sure he would like some goals as well. So I mean, uh, yeah, if he stays healthy, you could probably chalk him up for 15, 17, maybe 20. I, I think that's, that's that's fair enough. Uh, Mike, what are your thoughts? What what expectation for goals for Chicharito this season? Well, uh, like you said, he delivered last season. Um, I forgot the exact number, but um, the, the chat saying 17. Right. 17. You would think that uh, having Custod would help, would maybe ease some of the uh, scoring burden off Chicharito. But it's interesting. What you might have happen instead is uh, he might be sort of a multiplier where Costa all of a sudden. Uh, 
uh, you know, unlocks the, uh, the the attack, and all of a sudden the Galaxy are scoring goals from all over the place. So, uh, considering that he didn't have a partner last year, I, I think he I think he could do twenty. I like I like that number. I, I like twenty. I gotta be uh, a almost... say that again. I gotta be a little ambitious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, he has to score more than last year, and I, and I, I don't. I, and for Chicharita, I can do. I can see he do. I can do. He can do twenty if he's able to stay healthy. He has Douglas Costa. I'm assuming Douglas Costa will be able to play sometime. We don't know the visa stuff. Maybe we'll find out this week if he'll be available this weekend. But we're assuming Douglas Costa can be available for majority of the season if he's healthy. And I think if they want to, if they want to make that deep run, I would say yeah, twenty. Over 20 goals, I think, would be successful individually uh, for Chicharito. And I think we'd also assume if he's scoring 20 goals, you know, golden boot. You're also talking about, you know, uh, maybe MVP. And you're also talking about, you know, maybe top four spot for Chicharito. And I think that 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 is not too far uh, from what we've seen. Even Francisco says, uh, if Douglas does his job, we will see Chicharito score 20 to 25. Yeah, because I... I, I see Douglas assisting somewhere. We haven't been able to see him. We, we, I know uh, Greg Vanny had talked about he may play the 10. He's going to play on the wing. So it's interesting to, to see all that, um, how that will be played out. Um, I want to talk about another player because uh, we, we, we got to talk about these expectations. Uh, another player that, that I'm very interested to see is uh, Kevin Cabral. Damien, we, we've seen what we've seen uh, magical things Great things from Kevin Cabral uh, this 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 preseason. Uh, what are your expectations, goal goals wise and assists for Cabral? Because we've seen him score. I know it's preseason. I know it's kind of we don't want to get too excited over preseason. And I feel he's a player that a, a lot of fans are expecting a lot of things for him. But what what, what number would you put for him on, on the goals and assists? Well, if you look at last year, if if, if he converts all his chances he had last year, he he, he probably finished that season with maybe ten or twelve goals. Um, this preseason, he's he's looked he's looked more comfortable um, in everything. Um, he has, I think, he had like maybe three, maybe maybe three or four goals so far in the preseason. So, in, you know, his comfort level he seems to be there. So maybe you can look at him to be maybe he can reach ten goals. Maybe he can reach five or six or six assists. Um, I'm just looking forward to seeing how it all how it all plays out. If it's you know, Costa's there, uh, how does that change Cabral's game and you know, Granzer and all these guys who be who goes to the bench. Um, then you got uh, uh, Dayan Jovalich is on the bench as well. So there are, there are a lot more pieces, uh, attacking pieces uh, this year. Um, just look forward to seeing how it all plays out. And and, and, is, and if that does unlock Cabral for a big year or, you know, or, or Granzer or, or guys like that. So just look forward to seeing how, how it all plays out. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Mike, quickly, because I want to go through through a couple guys. What, what number? Would, this is your guy, Kevin Cabral. How many goals and assists? Kevin Cabral scored the quietest five goals last season as a rookie who was apparently a wet noodle. So <laughs> he, he was a few bounces, a few inches away from eight, from seven or eight goals. So I want to see 15 actions. And what I mean by actions is – I mean, that's minimum. What I really want to see is 20 actions. And what I mean by that is uh, like something like – eight or nine goals, nine or 10 assists, just mm. some combination of like 15 to 20 goal actions. Goals are important, but uh, where he's really going to thrive is as a winger who's just devastating in transition. So I see him, uh, I see him piling up the assists pretty quickly. The goals, if he's not under pressure to score, I could see him. Yeah. 
Uh, I could see him doing double-digit goals too, but let's not get too crazy. So, all right, fifteen goal actions total. That's my thing. Yeah, okay. no, I, I would agree. I, I would, I would say ten goals minimum. Uh, he's a DP. We, we, he's yeah. young. He's a DP. You can't go short on him. You know, they're paying him a lot. They're paying, you know, a couple, 1.2. I forgot what the number is. Uh, over a million dollars. I know that for sure. I, I would say 10 goals. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to be right to 10 goals, five assists, six assists, you know, because that is very feasible if he plays the way he plays this preseason. It doesn't seem like he has that, that, um, he seems more comfortable from what I've seen this preseason. He seems more comfortable. He understands the offense, understands Chicharito, understands what, what he needs to do. And if he can finish, yeah, 10, 10 goals, five assists, six assists, whatever you name it. But yeah, I wouldn't be mad if it was 10 assists and like eight goals or something like that. But I, I think it's very, uh, feasible. Um, another, another player I want to talk about is, uh, the, the guy behind the bench, uh, behind the goal, in front of the goal, Jonathan Bond. Um, we know, we know he, he, he's a big piece for the LA galaxy. We know he, he can produce pretty big, but let's, let's talk about, um, shutouts. Um, how many shutouts would you, would you expect from, uh, Jonathan Bond, uh, shutouts saves. All right, let's do shutouts. Cause I think shutouts, he, there's something he can potentially control. Uh, but Damien, what, what, what would you put on, uh, on Jonathan Bond? Ooh, man, shutouts with that back line. Yeah, I mean, it, all, <laughs> it, all starts, it all starts with the back line, right? Yeah. Uh, it's tough to put a number on it, but if if they're able to run out a four that's consistent, consistently throughout the season, instead of, you know, you know, guys moving in and out of the out of the lineup, then maybe you can see them, you know, contend for, you know, um, most shutouts in the league. But that's one thing that they really couldn't do last year was just shut it, you know, get up a goal, get up two goals, and you're thinking, okay, this game is over because they're going to shut them down. Um, so I, I don't know if they can do that this year early, but we'll see. Putting a number on these shutouts, oh, man, I don't I don't, I don't even want to guess. <laughs> Look, that's fair enough. I, I would agree with you. I think he has to be there top of the list. Look, but if 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 the back line is uh, not helping him, then there's only so much we could actually put on Bond, and that number is not really going to tell the whole story. Um, because there were there was a couple games that Bond just saved him, and you're like, how he made that save, uh, Mike? What what about you? Would you put a number, or can you put a number, or is it, or does Bond has to be at the top of the list of no shutouts in the league? Well, I like Damian accusing not to select a number because I think that's smart. Um, I didn't know that was an option, but <laughs> um, let me see. Yeah, numbers are a bit useless in this scenario. I think the Galaxy would be lucky to get eight shutouts this year with bond but you know uh i think that's a number for for him to shoot for and then uh you know we'll go from there but um you know the thing with bond is very interesting he he showed up to la he was very motivated and he was just a rock you couldn't get anything past him those first seven or eight games maybe that was because he was uh if you guys remember he had a hell of a lot of shots uh you know he was getting just hammered some days and uh when you're a keeper and you have shots being hit at you consistently it's a lot easier to get into a rhythm and to have a good game and so maybe it was that maybe it was the fact that you know he came and like i said he was motivated but somewhere along the line uh that form dropped and he just kind of regressed to the mean and 
just throwing this out there because I know both you guys are sports buffs, but, uh, you know, Larry Bird, I know that's, that's a reach, but Larry Bird in his uh, biography, he talked about how LA in a way is a difficult place for an athlete because there's so much going on. It's not like some places like, like say like Ohio or, you know, there's some cities where, where the sports team, you know, that's what's going on. And then LA, there's so much to do. And, you know, when he came here, he wasn't posting, you know, stuff on social media. Are you media. worried he's getting a little distracted? Is that is that what I'm hearing? You think it may be distracted? Well, with this no, no, because that would be disrespectful. Um, I think sometimes the lifestyle has a way of uh, taking athletes and, you know, Larry, he also pointed out like how fans, they just wouldn't get into games till the playoffs and then all of a sudden LA fans would be the best fans around. So, um, but yeah, so you have athletes who, who show up in LA and they're motivated at first and then they kind of drop off and I'm not saying that that's him, but what I do want to know is I want to know how his form went from being so electric to, like I said, he regressed to the mean. And what, you know, I think, I think if I can, I bring that up, I, I think really it has to, has to be the, the, the back line. I think that, that might, might have been the back line. There's only so much he could do. And, you know, he, he can't save everything. I, I just don't see the, the, outside the life uh i think's outside the love because he, he seems very focused uh on the season unless we find something out this season but um i i just don't see that what what jonathan bond i i think he, he is very motivated he understands his role uh and everything he needs to do for for the other galaxy um i do want to finish up here uh with douglas costa uh because he's a third dp we don't know when he's going to be available for the other galaxy we don't know uh maybe i hope we find out this weekend when when, he, when he's available um but we, I feel like we do have to put a number on this one, Damien. So I'm gonna put you in the spot. Uh, I know we haven't seen him, but we have to put a number on him. How many goals and assists for Douglas Costa? Douglas Costa that we've not seen in the, in the preseason. So there's no right or wrong number. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's been, you know, some in some sort of training situation. Um, I, I'm always, I mean, only I always, I always say he's only 31, but you look at that 31. He's he's been playing since he was probably what. Maybe seventeen or eighteen, probably. Um, if he gets here and and can settle right in for DP, man, what's what's a good number? Eight and eight. Um, it's his first year in the league. That's fair. That's fair. Eight, eight and eight. But look, he is a professional. He did. He did. He's played at Bayern, Juventus. Yeah, but you know that first year, you know, MLS is not an easy, not an easy league at all. I mean, it's like. Agree. Unless there's lots on come over just you know, over. <laughs> yeah, I don't expect slots on numbers. I, th- I think yeah, slots on is is, is the unicorn. Beginning, yeah. but you know, um, I don't know, six and seven probably. I, I'll, I'll go down and go six and six and five or something like that. Six I, goals and five assists. Yeah, I mean that's. I guess. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I know I'm putting you guys on the spot, but this is what we have to do for preseason. Uh, Mike, what are, what are your thoughts? How many goals and assists this season for uh, Douglas Costa? I'm with Damien. Um, first year in the league, got to get used to the travel and all the intricacies of the league. Mm, I think he might end up with Cabral numbers. It's a maybe, yeah, he's such a question mark. He could do 10 goals, five assists, five goals, 10 assists. I wouldn't be surprised either way. Uh, I think it's, again, it's more about the actions in terms of 15 total actions. Uh, but with Cabral, it was 15. He's the DP. He's the big cheese. He's got to deliver. I'm going to go with 20. 20 actions. There's 20, 10 goals or you have 10 assists. I like that. That, that is bold. That is bold. 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say like five goal, five or six goals because he's not known as a goal scorer. Um, maybe that could change. Uh, and I, I'm gonna say uh, twelve assists. I think that's fair. I think you got a player like Chicharito. You have uh, you have uh, Jovalic who will come off the bench. You have Cabral if Cabral plays. So I, I I'll say that five goals and twelve assists. Um, let's finish off with this. Uh, with with the LA Galaxy, every there's so much. There's so many things going on. There's so there's so much uh, pressure and everything with them. But I, but I think if if this if this is the LA Galaxy team that they expect to be, I think it's really going to come down to Douglas Costa. Uh, how far they really go and if he's able to stay healthy. Uh, Damien, what what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, you, you, you're going to need production out of your DPs. That's 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 something they, they didn't get last year. Um, well, from all from, from all your DPs, um, they're going to need that. And like I said, they're they're missing. There's something missing in the midfield. Maybe that's maybe that's a summer move. Um, there's still pieces that I think they can still fit into the lineup. That is sort of round, even it out a little bit. And just defensively, um, what's going to happen on the back line? I mean, Koulibaly hasn't – I mean, he was another guy who sort of came on strong early on, and then he sort of hit a wall or just like his form sort of dipped um, greatly last year. Um, Viafania, if he's healthy, he was a rock back there until he got hurt last year. Uh, Lairdam and Edwards are good pieces, I mean, to fill in. And then you have Araujo. Um, and then, you know, Nick Dupuis, Derek Williams, can they stay healthy? Um, and keep an eye on Jalen Neal. He's the young guy, mm. uh, 17, 18 years old. Um, if maybe, maybe he starts this Sunday. I don't know. Greg didn't run, didn't want to, didn't want to, he said, he said he, he thinks he's a starter. He knows he's a starter, but he wants to do it on his timeline and not throwing him out there. But maybe he just has to throw him out there. I mean, <laughs> he's yeah. the, one of the, the only healthy kids, healthy uh, center backs out there. So uh, keep an eye on him and how when when does he get his shot um, on the field this season? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Look, guys, I think that's all the time we have. Uh, Damien, thank thank you for being on. Mike, thank you for being on. Uh, guys, everybody in the comment, thank you, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh,